What's up, y'all? My name is Min. My name is Tammy. This is The, the Lightning, Lightning Rod. Rod. So today we have Freddie from Imagine Media. Freddie, can you explain to us a little bit about who you are and what do you do? Yeah. Um, well, my name's uh, Freddie, but my real name's actually Frederick. Um, <laughs> and I am the lead photographer for Imagine Media Consulting. So because we're a social media marketing firm, I do social media uh, style photography for a variety of clients from baby products to food and beverage um, and everything else in between. Oh, cool. So do you guys target like specifically like small businesses or is it kind of like whatever comes into business as goes? Um, definitely when um, I've been with the company for about three years. And when I started with them, um, we had a lot more small businesses. And I think that's kind of where they started out. Um, but we are definitely growing very, very quickly. And we're having a lot bigger um, companies come to us for social media help. So yeah. we, I know that, um, that the sales team has this whole, like, almost like a, a rubric of like, what kind of companies would make a good fit for us. I mm -hmm. think for Imagine Media culture is such a big um, factor in like who we hire and like who's a part of the team that that kind of has to extend to the, the clients that we, that we have, because I feel like it's important to have a similar mindset and or vision as to like, you know, what their goals are internally so that we can kind of like match up a little bit better. Gotcha. That's really important too, because I know some of our audience members um, want to do, so what I kind of categorize your type of work is kind of corporate photography because you work in like a setting that, you know, is paying you at like mm -hmm. a consistent rate. I'm, I'm assuming you can correct me if I'm wrong versus like other photographers, they generally work freelance. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like um, trying to bring in the other side too, because a lot of our listeners are actually freelancers. So bringing you in mm -hmm. is really important for them to understand how the difference, what the difference is or um, anything in between, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, like you said, um, it's a it it's a salary job, so that's always amazing to have yeah. something consistent. <laughs> yes. And um, how long have you been doing photography? I have been doing photography for about twelve years, maybe a little bit more. It started back in high school. <laughs> oh wow! So did you um did you kind of start off as freelancing, or did you kind of just jump in and knew like I, I wanted work at different like agencies or different companies, something of that sort? Um, definitely freelanced a lot. Um. In high school through college, um, that's basically what one of my main sources of income was. I was also kind of doing, um, I was a server all through college, but photography was my life. So like I always try to do anything that came my way. And during that time, it was like senior pictures or um, prom pictures or engagement shots, like little things like that. Um, but I just really loved shooting. So like I would take anything. Um, and that was... Uh, we had a speaker come at SCAD and just one of the things I remember her saying is that um, the artist, the starving artist lifestyle gets old really fast. And she was very correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it just got to a point in my life where I was in a serious relationship and I just felt like I'm like, I need to be an equal part kind of contributing to the house. So, oh, that's, that's great. yeah. So I was like, I need to find something, but I knew that with all the sacrifices of time, money, just all that investment, of you know what I what I learned um I was like I can't just throw that away I'm like I knew I had to find something that was still creative for me to like do yeah 
Yeah, so on that part too, so was it something like you always knew that you wanted to jump into or it was kind of like after you did all this freelance work, it was like, I need to find something in photography versus like me when I started off, I, I did like graphic design all throughout high school, just like you mm-hmm. did. And then I did it in college as well as like a side side hustle type of thing. But I mean, even up until now, I still do design here and there, but it's not like my my living, mm-hmm. like how you're making a living off of photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Like originally, I actually wanted to be a chef. I wanted to cook and oh. and own like a five star restaurant and this and that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But very quickly, I kind of felt or found that I don't really like the actual cooking process <laughs> that much. Um. What I enjoyed is plating and presentation, and you know, wowing people with like like form and and things like that and taste and all these sensations, um, which are like similar elements that as to why like I I still love photography now. Um, so after, you know, not really liking the chef thing so much, photography was just this, this thing that at a, at a time in my life where I was kind of like not in the, in the best spot and I was kind of <laughs> rebellious, um, when I was young. So like, uh, long story short, my punishment around that time was my parents took away my door <laughs> and my cell phone and my computer. <laughs> I wonder what you did <laughs> for that to happen. It wasn't that bad. I was just like, not. I was just not getting it, I guess. Um, but um, we can dive that. We can dive into that another day. Yes, maybe maybe at another time. If 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 you would love to have me back, I would definitely love to go more yeah, into for that. Sure. But basically, all that was left in my room was a digital camera. So out of just like not having anything else to do, um, I just started taking pictures, and that's kind of where I fell in love with it. Oh, that's really cool. So that kind of leads me into like that next question too that I had already sent you. Um, it's about like going to school. So you didn't go to school for photography. You went to school for culinary. Oh, is that no, is that generally correct? No, no, no. Sorry. Um, so like culinary was definitely something that I I was interested in during high school, and I took a few classes there, and I was like uh, on YouTube a lot, and and just kind of trying things on my own. But once it was actually time mm-hmm. to pick a school, um, it was photography that kind of took like. Oh. the center stage oh okay so you went so you went to school for photography then that's really cool yes uh, yes I went to uh, SCAD Savannah College of Art uh, but I went to the oh, cool. Atlanta campus oh cool so you're totally local here then yeah basically <laughs> grew up here and went to school here that's awesome so do you um that leads to the next one too do you recommend for other creatives to go to school for their craft um this is kind of like a difficult thing I, I thought about it a lot um but uh, well, just because, I don't know, um, I definitely think that school is important, no matter what kind of field, even if it's not creative. I think that education uh-huh. is just something that no one can ever take away from you. And you gain so much more than just learning, you know, what's in the textbook. For me, school yeah. was important because it, it taught me deadlines, how to deal with other people, working together, having to find things, researching Um all of those things to me, like, didn't necessarily come that easy when I was younger. I feel like when you're young, you kind of feel like you have all the time in the world. And if you miss something, it's not a big deal, which in in, in that kind of environment, it, it's not, you know, um, maybe it means 10 points off your final grade, but, you know, it's not a big deal. But in the real world, those those are big things. These are things that people are paying you to do. These are things that people are relying on you and, and need it. Um, so I think that if you're the kind of person that is very self-motivated and like once you set a goal you you meet it or you see it all the way through I don't think you need like if you don't feel like you need college like I think that's fine I don't think that everyone needs it in order to be successful in life but I I know that for me I 
I don't think I would be where I am if I didn't go through college. Oh, is that so? So what, um, if you can kind of like iterate on that a little bit, what kind of experiences did you have that made you feel like, yeah, like this definitely helped me? Because for me, um, I never went to school for graphic design. I kind of just, um, when I went to college, it was for sociology and my minor mm-hmm. was education psych. So it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the creative community like on paper, obviously, like under under everything else that has everything to do with it. But um, on paper, it was kind of like everyone was expecting me to go out and do research or like, you mm-hmm. know, find some amazing discoveries or something of that sort. <laughs> so what kind of experience made you realize like, yes, this is what I needed in order to kind of be where I need to be? Yeah, well, I think it's just like the overall experience. Um, I remember once I'm watching this TED Talk um, and I forgot the main parts of it but basically like at the end she said that um she had to go to this audition and she ended up getting a bunch of her friends and doing this audition tape and it took a lot of effort and work and in the end she didn't really get the part but she's like no one could take away that drive that I had in order to get to that and that's the reason that I'm this successful so for me I feel like there were many points um during school where I even questioned to myself like is this really something I want to keep pursuing because there were a lot of moments where it was really hard, where I was like, I, where I didn't feel, I'm like, I'm not good at this. Like I, or I, I don't know if I have the push or drive to keep going. I'm like, do I really want to put myself in situations like that? Yeah. Um, you know, just like, and it, it, you know, at the time it just feels big, but you know, in retrospect, it was like, it was just lack of sleep, just a yeah. lot of deadlines, projects, yeah. like it's, it's a lot of stress, but again, like, that's that's what happens in the real world you you have deadlines you have to meet people's expectations sometimes they'll tell you that they didn't want that when in reality that's exactly what they asked for but you have to deal with it yeah you have to deal with it you have to handle it and 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 move forward from it and I know that for me if I didn't have almost like that test run in school Mm -hmm. I don't like I think I would have freaked out and I'm like oh yeah like I don't know, like eject, eject, quit. Like, this is not for me. (laughs) But now I I realize like, those are just parts of life. Those are just, you know, that's how you get to, to, to the next point. Um, You have to kind of go through those little rough patches. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I, I do think like uh, just reiterating what I just said too, even though I didn't go to school for my craft or what I do now specifically, um, it really helped in terms of like the networking I met with people and Mm -hmm. uh, just how many people I I just met in classes from classrooms to teachers, to like the guest speakers that they brought in. Sure. They were talking about like sociology and like research and all of that stuff, but it kind of like opened Mm -hmm. my mind. And we took this class. I remember, I remember taking this class called um, Sociology of Hip Hop. So that was one of my most favorite classes. She brought in like different artists and then she brought in different underground producers and all of that. And that had like on the surface, it didn't look like it had anything to do with sociology, but it, mm-hmm. it was like a lot of just undermining things that you could learn. So I think that's part of it too, just that experience of going and being on the campus, meeting different people. And you were at SCAD Atlanta, which is the Atlanta campus. And that's really, really awesome. Like <laughs> Atlanta in general is awesome. So <laughs> Yeah, no, I loved it. I mean, I, I'm originally from Duluth, Georgia. So just oh, like about like yeah. 30, 40 minutes north. Yeah. Um, but from the suburbs to the city, like that's a pretty, that was a pretty big uh, experience, like yeah. just in different environments. Um, and being on my own, like I, I, I moved out of my, my house and I, I was living um, with a few roommates. And just like that experience, I don't know, like, I feel like it's just good. Like it's, it, it teaches you life skills. And, and yeah, like you said, like bringing in speakers and, and meeting all these people, like 
like basically networking, like you're, you're learning how to network um, when you're just, you know, you're like going to class. Yeah. And um, so I wanted to ask you about SCAD too. So we do have uh, my co-host of the show. Uh, they're not here today, obviously. It's just me and you, but they actually mm-hmm. go to SCAD and um, as a graduate student though, not an undergraduate. So did you go as an undergrad? Yes, undergrad. Okay, cool. And how was that like process of choosing SCAD? Because a lot of the students that I teach workshops to, or like some students that I just knew in passing who are in the creative field, um, they actually are very skeptical of going to SCAD because uh, obviously one, because of price. Um, two, they mm-hmm. don't know if investing into art school is really like their thing or the the right move. So like mm-hmm. what made you dis- decide to go to SCAD? Um, <laughs> honestly, for me, it's, it was the only school that was like there, like, um, just, I was taking, um, I was taking like two or three art classes my senior year, just cause I really wanted, loved art. And my art teacher just told me about it. Like, yeah, SCAD. And like, it's the, like, that's all I kept hearing from her and from a few other friends that I went, um, that were also very into art. Like that was the school. Like if you wanted to be in a creative field, like that is the school. So for me, there was no other choice. Actually, SCAD is the only college university that I applied to at all oh wow so and then you just got in and then you finished you completed your degree there yep oh wow (laughs) (laughs) I mean like my uh my first choice of being like at Georgia State I was a Georgia State grad so um being Mm -hmm. there like I really liked the environment but I also did apply to other schools mainly because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So for you to have that focus, I think that's really good and good for other people to know. It's like, if you kind of know your direction, then going for it is really good. Um, Mm -hmm. But a lot of uh, students I teach are still very skeptical of going to SCAD uh, because they don't know if it's Mm -hmm. worth it. I think it's because they hear reviews about like Art Institute, not not to diss Mm -hmm. Art Institute, but like just in general art school, they feel like it's a waste of money. Um, Do you feel Mm -hmm. like it was a waste of money at all? Um. I don't just because I think that for me, like I just gained so much from it. Like yeah. experience, like anytime, like I, I feel like I keep kind of saying the same thing, but like anytime that I feel like I'm having a, a hard time or, or just difficultness in, in life, like I always kind of bring it back to an experience I had in school yeah. and I'm like, you know what? I, I got through that so I can get through this. Like, it's just like that. It's just like, you know, if I have to pull an all nighter, I'm like, that was literally my entire life for four years. So like, if, if I need to do it for one more night, I'm like, I can do it. Yeah, but, I mean, but I work on a salary now just to like, say mm-hmm. something like put in my two cents for that. I, I do salary work now. And it's like, mm-hmm. I can, I never, I can never like reimagine how I pull those all nighters in college. Like now, if you ask <laughs> me to pull an all nighter for work, I don't think I could do it anymore. <laughs> I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's like, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not as easy as when I was 20, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but um, it's, it's almost like, I'm like, I, I did it before and I, I can, I can definitely do it again. And I mean, I say all nighter, but literally it's just maybe staying up till like 12 or one. That like, sounds, it's, it's not yeah, as bad. That accurate. <laughs> because um, I remember in college, I could stay up, like if, if it was an essay that was due, I could stay up until three, 4 AM, drink a monster or something like that. And then just keep yeah. going to the next class and be okay. Exactly. Like one hour, 30 minutes of sleep. That's all I need. And then I'll be there for critique. <laughs> the next yeah. Day. And now it's not that like now, if I don't get at least like some hours of sleep, I would co- go mm-hmm. into work and be like, like drowsy and grumpy and like really annoyed when I did the same exact thing in college, I had to deal with people in college too. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah definitely definitely a little different I think age kind of does kind of have a little bit of that but like it's kind of like I just kind of have to pick and choose like when is a good moment for that when is a good moment to kind of like you know I mean in the end like we're all human we're only capable of a certain amount of things there's only 24 hours in a day Mm -hmm. and sometimes I do I'm like hey I'm like I I I don't think I can meet this but I can give you half if you're if you allow an extension but obviously giving them as much heads up as possible like it can't just be like the night before when all of a sudden I don't have it done like that can't yeah. be which yeah. doesn't happen like that's a, an example <laughs> I, I I don't like to turn things in late so I always try to be ahead of it well that's great that's a good <laughs> um that's a good habit to have <laughs> rather than turning it definitely in. um so Oh, uh, so we talked about school. We talked about you getting there. So right after you finish your degree, how long ago was that? If you don't mind me asking. That was, let's see. Um, that was in 2012, I think. Oh, okay. 12, 13. Uh-huh. Cool. So did you, um, did you start work like immediately or was it kind of like a journey to find something in photography or did you work like odd jobs before you got into photography or like the salary job that you have now? Uh, yeah, definitely. A lot of odd jobs, freelancing, um, out of college, it was kind of that same mindset. I'm like, I I don't want to go back to my server job. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I if I'm going to work, I'm like, it has to be something creative. And it got to the point where I'm like, even if it's not um, photography specifically. So I I was an extra in, in movies for a little bit. Oh, cool. And Look at you. <laughs> I'm like I just I'm like I I like being around creatives no matter like who they are so I was like anything that's creative I'm like I'll do it so I did that for a little bit um I still did you know like little headshots here and there or model tests um here and there but it definitely got to the point where I I just wasn't having enough income and I I was really stressed so I I actually <laughs> I don't think I've ever told anyone this but I I took a job as a janitor at a medical school oh what? <laughs> and yeah, and I did that for probably one month. And that was kind of a, I'm like, this, this is not, no, I'm like, this is, I'm like, why well, I almost, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Not that that is like a bad job, but I'm like, no, yeah. again, just going back to like all, all, everything that I invested, like just like myself, like my energy, like I'm like, yeah, this is, this is not where I, I, I have to be. I'm like, but I think I needed to kind of get to that point to kind of like almost like that fire under me. Like, yeah. I'm like, I need to do something else. I'm like, because I think as a creative, like it's easy to kind of get in the mindset that like if your work is good and people tell you it's good, like you don't really feel like you have to do very much or like people yeah. will just come to me mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they they see that I'm talented. But yeah. you 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 have to hustle every yeah. single day and, and keep pushing yourself out there. The moment you, you feel comfortable or, or you kind of stop pushing yourself out there a little bit more like you're completely forgotten and lost. Oh that's my just God. kind of I, the reality of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's 100%. Like I, I stand behind that. And I mean, I want to backtrack a little bit too. Like I really just like listening to you talk, I feel like you you are so deserving of this position right now just because it's kind of like most oh. people when I talk to them about this kind of stuff, they kind of think, they kind of lean toward, well, I went to school for this. So I'm trying to understand why I don't have a job yet or I don't I don't understand why I don't have a job in my field. And I really feel like, part of that journey, part of like just being a creative or being like any industry, it doesn't matter to me really. Um, you have to hustle like, and you have to work like those odd jobs, being a janitor at a medical, you know, institute or whatever it is. And to realize like, yeah, this isn't my place to be. And 
so I need to work harder to get to where I do want to be, um, whatever that place is, you know, because we all have different goals, different dreams, et cetera. And like I said, I didn't want to do um, uh, graphic design for a living, but I thought I did. But it took me to work in like these really underpaid positions or like these really odd jobs that like made me stay up through my weekend or like anything like that, all of the bad circumstances to make me realize like, yeah, this is not the lifestyle that I want. Um, and to, to move forward from that. So I, first of all, I really appreciate, appreciate you doing that because, because a lot of people don't understand that. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to see just the successes, I guess, but to know that like there, there's definitely a lot of struggle. I feel like a lot of people who have success in their life, like it, it probably took a lot more than what you see. Yeah on the surface absolutely that kind of just like threw me off a little bit because I was like oh that's so cool that he he like the minute that you were answering the question I was I was kind of expecting you to say like oh well you know I got the degree so I felt like I had to push and try to get that (laughs) job and you kind of just didn't do that you you went the other way which I really enjoy (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah and so um I, so we talked about school, we did all of that. And so in order for you uh, to get the job that you have now, did you do any preparations? Like, did you put together a portfolio and then submitted it? Or did they kind of find you? How did you get to to where you are right now? Um, yeah, so after the whole janitor thing struggle, um, I finally did land a, a job. It was like at a printing studio and that was okay for like a little bit. Um, and then a friend of mine from school, um, again, why I think school is important. Like it was a classmate. She had just gotten a, a manager position at a new social media company um, for these boutiques and she was starting her team and she remembered my final project from, from class and was like, she told me, she's like, that project really um, stood out to me and I wanted to reach out to you because I want to have a strong team. So I was like, oh my gosh, of course. So I went with her um, and I helped her do like some social media shoots after you know it, it was growing so we got a few more part-time photographers and interns so because i was the only besides her i was the only other photographer that um was actually um like went to school for photography mm-hmm. so they knew that i knew lighting so they from doing like kind of like these mini lookbook style shoots they moved me to e-commerce oh, wow. because i knew how to light <laughs> properly so i my everyday kind of turned into you know shooting everything on white seamless retouching it and then uploading it to the website and that was my whole life for about two years maybe yeah um so it got pretty repetitive and and kind of dull like I didn't feel challenged I was like you know it is photography I am doing what I what I technically went to school for but I just was not in a happy place um and then after a while my our my manager who was my friend there um, she told me that she was going to kind of go off into freelancing and she was kind of getting pretty big on Instagram. So she was doing like influencer stuff. And she was like, I think I want to break out on my own. So she was basically the only reason I was there. She made going to work fun, although my position itself was boring. So that's when I started looking for other opportunities. She's the one who actually pointed out Imagine Media to me. And I started, you know, I went on their website, I, I, I looked at what they did. And, you know, what stood out to me was that I'm like, wow, they have a, a really large variety of clients. So I was, you know, in my head, I was like fantasizing. I'm like, oh, I'm like, if I have the opportunity to, I'm like, it, it would be like, I would go shoot this, go shoot that, go shoot that and just retouch. I'm like, my life would just be perfect, <laughs> basically. Um, so I, the only thing was like, I'm like, they sh- they shoot very, like, everything's very commercial and very like, you know, like, you know, baby sunglasses and, you know, tacos and, you know, 
like I came from a fashion background, like that was like my, what I love to do. And in and, and the, the smaller agency where we did the boutiques, um, it was all fashion stuff. It was uh, luxury streetwear. So I was still kind of doing the same thing. So everything in my portfolio, like nothing matched what Imagine Media represents. So I was like, oh, like, I'm like, would they even consider me? So I, to prepare, I basically went through their um, list of clients and I picked three that I was like, that stood out to me. I was like, okay, like that I, I think I could achieve. So I picked baby sunglasses. They had a brand called Neuro Jensen, which was like uh, women's shoes. And then um, Tin Lizzie's. The and restaurant? I basically had three. Yeah, okay. the restaurant. Um, so we use, uh, I did three mini photo shoots that were for each of those brands. Um, basically, like, if you hire me, this is what I can do. Wow. Um, so I, I did three photo shoots and I did three example images for each oh one. Oh my God, you are a I, hustler. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I want you to finish your story, but that is a hustler. Like I, I would have never thought of doing that, to be honest with you. Like I would have just been like, I don't fit this company. I'm going to go like, this. I'll find another one. <laughs> but for you to do Thank that, you. I think um, that's so helpful for other people to know, especially, um, uh, because of that field of photography, I know a lot of photographers and they really want to make their photography a thing. Um, of course, there are a couple of photographers that I know that are really big on Instagram that do do well just because I think they hit the market right at a good time. Um, and then they were on Instagram. So like they, they built a fan base for themselves, but not every photographer has that privilege to just like post and then get thousands of likes and then get brand mm -hmm. deals or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So for you to go do that and you literally just went to their client list, which is accessible, I believe, I guess. And you picked the three that you, you decided I'm going to do these three and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for free basically. Right. Cause they didn't, mm -hmm. they didn't ask you to do that. Nope. <laughs> nope. It was yeah, just, and you went to their location or you got their stuff, their merch, and then you took pictures and then sent it off with whatever, everything, you know, that's just, it's not high level genius, but I think it shows like hustle. <laughs> and I think that's really good. That's really oh, well, good. Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you always want to do things that I think come unexpected. Which I think that, that, that is a lot really, from... <laughs> Oh my God. If I had that, if I, if I were Imagine Media, I would have hired you too. So like, well, that's why they hired you. So that's a great thing. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it worked. Like I still took my, my fashion portfolio and with the interview and I told them, I'm like, I'm like, this is my personal, por well, I just brought it and it's kind of a big portfolio. So actually when I was being interviewed, Chantel, our CEO, she asked me, she's like, oh, what is that? And I'm like, I'm like, this is my personal portfolio because I gave them the other pictures along with my resume. I just added it to the, to the bottom of it, basically. Um, and I was like, well, this is my personal portfolio. I'm like, I went ahead and did this photo shoots for, for you guys. So you can see that I can do that. I'm like, only because what I do is just so different from, from what you do. So I, I wanted you to know that I, I can achieve those images, but this is the, I'm like, but this portfolio represents like my passion. So then they saw it. And I think they fell in love more with, with my personal one, but it was just good for them to see that I could achieve shooting, you know, a tortilla and I could also shoot a fashion model. <laughs> that is awesome because our previous episode prior to um, like currently as we're recording, um, mm -hmm. I think the most recent episode we did on like portfolios um, yeah, and that's yeah. one of the biggest things, just, just understanding how portfolios work. Um, a lot of creatives kind of assume like, oh, well, I can compile everything into a website or I can compile it into a, um, a notebook, something of that sort, you know, and then just bring it and then, you know, and then they'll be upset that they didn't get hired or anything like that. Well, you also have to think about it now that I'm hearing your story. 
I'm thinking about like how many other people are doing that where they're bringing their website or they're bringing their portfolio to interviews or to a networking, whatever they're doing. How, how can we stand out? So for you to go again, going back to your client list hack here, you doing that, that really, I think that really opened her eyes to make her feel like, oh, well, he actually cares about, even though he has this passion for fashion, mm-hmm. um, but he, he cares and he kind of understands our brand or he at least was trying to understand our brand. So like he went out his own way to make sure yeah. that he can prove that. And that's really cool. I don't, I'm you. so mind blown. Like I'm oh. shook, like crazy shook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Um, um, definitely. Yeah. I mean, for any creatives that are looking for anything like that, like do your research, like, like it shows, like it shows that you did your homework. And again, like more, more where school comes into play, like you don't just do a project just out of, out of nothing. Like you, if you want it to have substance, you have to do your research. You have to understand why you're doing it. And in commercial work, it's just the same thing. I'm like, it's no longer your personal stuff, but you have to have good reasoning as to why it is that you're doing what you're doing. And like, to like ev- no matter who you're trying to go after as far as like being hired, ev- everyone everyone's on social media. Like, and I mean, for imagine their social media. So just like going on their website, clicking on their Instagram feed, like just from that, like I saw like what, kind of they were going for what their style is like you find like nothing is a secret anymore it's so easy to access people now so I feel like it's even more not necessarily pressure but I feel like at least when if if when I sometimes when we interview creatives for um, a creative internship or just a new position honestly that's kind of what I'm looking for I'm like did did you do your homework did you research like is this really important to you because if if you I feel like if you if you didn't I'm like then you're just kind of looking for something else and to me that that kind of raises a red flag because it feels like if something else comes that's better you're going to leave gotcha so what is um on that subject too because i just thought about something that i kind of read over i i'm in a couple of like facebook groups and we we talk about uh, different creative um just creative conversations like we talk about different things so one of the things that recently just popped up so it's kind of interesting how you're bringing it up now um so that creative person, I can't remember exactly all the speculations of this um, thing she posted, but she she said that the company who wanted to hire her basically wanted her to do, a, from how she was phrasing it, it was free work. But it wasn't like, I don't think as a company owner like myself, I don't think even if I push that ideal out, like, hey, take three pictures for me to show me what you got. Um, I don't think that's asking for too much. So it depends on, you know, what that company was. But her 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 basic rant of the day was just saying like, well, she's not going to be out here doing free work. What if all 10 companies that she's applying to asked her to do all of that? So did you feel like that was free work that you gave away? Or did you feel like, okay, it's fine that they, they even if they take it or they don't take it? Um, I, hmm, I don't know that I kind of thought about it then. But um, hmm, I think definitely, maybe, hmm, I would say maybe be careful if, if you feel that way. But I feel like in the creative field, especially commercially, like I have to see what you can do. I just know that like when I when when I have interns, I have to see like, can you retouch to what we can retouch? Because that's usually what I need more most help with. So Mm -hmm. I will send three sample images and have you retouch them. And for me, that's kind of like that's just kind of like almost part of the interview. That's really good insight. Um, like, yeah. mm-hmm. like, I feel like you need to see it as part of the interview. Kind of like if you go for an interview and it takes an hour, like you didn't get paid for that hour. You didn't get paid for the gas or anything to go there or parking. Like shooting, it's it's just like an extended part of the interview. You, It's just another task. And I think that if it's a company that you really want to work for, 
do it. Like I, I don't think, I mean, obviously within reason, like I, if they're asking you to do like a, um, an entire day photo shoot that has like 20 final images, like I'm like, well, okay, hold on. <laughs> like what's the, the catch here? Because actually, oh, actually thinking about it, Imagine did ask me to do a photo shoot for one of their clients, but they did pay me for that one. They said, be, and that's kind of like, hey, we're really interested in what you can do. Let's kind of see how you are, you know, like on the field kind of situation. That's but really I, cool. I was compensated for for that part. But as far as like the images I did before, um, I just did that on my own. And in the end, if they would have taken those and used them, I think if anything that I, that would have flattered me. I'm like, wow, they they love them so much that they want to use them. That's good insight because um, I guess at the end of her rant, that was really her her goal of it was just um, saying that she's not willing to do free work. And I mean, mm-hmm. I I get the whole thing. Like I'm told. I'm totally all about like respecting creative labor. Like I understand that process is really intricate and really hard. And for us to give away free work, like you giving away free photos or I'm giving away free logos or designs or anything like that, that's really hard for us to do. But I feel like in certain circumstances, you do have to evaluate it. Like obviously if they're telling you to do a full day photo shoot and at the end you have to give them 50 photos, that's a little bit much and that I can understand. But from what she's saying, it was a little bit lower than that. It was kind of almost like, what you what you had it I think it was like some case study thing or something of that sort and she just had to shoot pictures for it um but I mean that you know that's on the verge it, it kind of depends on who's listening to kind of kind of determine for themselves what is free work versus what is like oh this is extended interview so I totally agree with you yeah I I definitely agree like you know and definitely a big supporter of like you know creative rights but yeah. at the same time like if you depending on the position like if it's an entry-level thing and you you don't have a lot of work that represents what they do. Like, I feel like you have to go through those steps. Like if you are already an experienced professional and you know, you are known for that and someone's asking you for that, I feel like then that's kind of me, but I feel like then a negotiation instead of kind of like offend, offended, like you can oh, sure. be like, yeah, Hey, like, you know, yeah. cause I feel like if you would just explain it, be like, Hey, you know, to actually do this, it's going to take me an entire day and then another day to retouch. Like, you know, I feel like the companies will be receptive to that and and understand like yeah you know what that does take time and money like you know here's what we can offer you I feel like that's probably how it would go (laughs) yeah especially if that company is um now we're kind of speaking like out to the audience type of thing so if that company is actually um known or like they do hiring or they do get interns for creative fields often I think more than likely like you said they will be accommodating to that because they understand Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. like I do think some companies do take advantage though so like I'm not saying that there isn't the other side there are companies that I know or like there's yeah places who just um flat out like here's a case study solve the problems or whatever it is and then just give me the results and then that that might be played off as like free work. So really pay, play your cards, kind of understand the the whole scope. And like Freddie said, kind of negotiate and try to understand, you know, like I can do this part for free, but like the rest of it, you would have to pay me to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's great. Like, yeah, try to talk to them and explain to them how much, you know, goes into that actual project. And I think another great thing is like, if you have other friends that work in the creative industry, like tell them be like hey like they want me to do this like they might have some insight be like oh yeah that's how they hire or no that doesn't sound that right like get other people's opinions I think that's that's not a bad thing especially if you're unsure yeah so so for you um kind of jumping on that one too so do you like I remember you said earlier you hang around a lot of creatives or you like to be so like on your day-to-day too do you generally like most of your friends are creative people or do you kind of have like a variety of different kinds um I think I have a good variety um but like everyone, well, everyone on the creative team, I'd imagine they're basically like my best friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So we have a videographer, her name's Barbara, and she's amazing. And um, we both live in Decatur, so we're always hanging out. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, Emily, who's our stylist, like she she also went to SCAD and um, we always go, like we go to like sometimes to dinner to go grab some drinks. And even just as a creative team ourselves, like we're always like, oh, like we should go to this bar or that bar, like go checking out. Or sometimes we're like, oh, you know what? In, in this part of town, they have this cool graffiti wall. So we should go check it out. Like we're always trying to like inspire ourselves, inspire yeah. each other. Yeah. That's um, right. yeah. So, so I, I yeah, just try to keep and, it. Mm-hmm. And I brought it up because um, like my own set of friends, like my personal friends outside of like the team here at the creative folks, like we're all a bunch of creatives, obviously. And we do have like some outliers who are like kind of here and there. They kind of do like everything else. Um but uh, about my own personal team of friends, like they're kind of um, a big variety. I have a couple of gamers in there. I have a couple of people who just Ooh. really enjoy like just going to school and then coming home or like they, they're really homebodies. So I, mm-hmm. and for me, I'm like the most loudest one. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> the, the hella extrovert in the group. So um, I hang out, I hang around them to kind of balance myself out. And I like to mention that to people too, because um, they feel like, well, I'm always just hanging around with a bunch of creatives who are quiet or don't go out or don't leave their room and it's like that's not true first of all my team is very out there in the open they love going out they love hanging out and all that stuff so um, I like to mention it because people ask and and I think it's good to have a variety so like how you have it that's really nice yeah definitely definitely and so um we kind of cover like your you know, getting up to this point. So now it's kind of more about work. Um, if there's something like you obviously can't say, no worries, we we will uh, mm-hmm. not even include it. Uh, but your current work, you're currently working at Imagine Media. So what is your day-to-day life? Because um, I don't know a lot of photographers who work in your way. Like they're mostly freelancers. So we don't really talk mm-hmm. about that that lifestyle. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's funny you say that too, because when, you know, early in this position, I, I, I felt like I'm like, I'm like, I don't think that there's anyone else that does what I do, like how, how I have to do it. Um, (laughs) so it's interesting. Um, but my day to day, I guess would be always different. It definitely still feels slightly like I'm freelancing because we have such a variety of, of partners that we shoot for, but basically like Mondays are more of like my like admin days. Like that's the day where we try to not schedule any photo shoots ever. Mm -hmm. Um, it gives me time to, uh, read my emails, look at the calendar, um, do scheduling. Uh, and that's where I make my schedules for like how I'm going to retouch. Like I put my due dates and what days I'm going to work on it. Um, and, um, we have an internal communication, um, that we use called Slack. And basically like, that's just like, if, um, a coordinator is asking me questions about photos, like that's when I kind of have to review all those as well. Um, any expenses. So yeah, just like anything admin, like Mondays are the day. That's also the day where the whole team is usually in the office. So that's all the departments have meetings. And then we all have one big meeting together kind of to make sure like everything's on track and, you know, no one's like struggling, any challenges, we kind of like say them there. And usually someone jumps in and it's like, oh, I can help you with that. Or I know how to fix that. Um, Very collaborative environment. And then the rest of the week is basically just shoots. We have a, a studio. So um, that might mean like I, I go to in the morning to the studio and have a photo shoot there or we have some clients all around Atlanta. So I usually go to their office or their showroom or their restaurant, depending on what they are. Or we have on location shoots at Bevon Park in Buckhead, um, depending on what the brand is. Sometimes they want like, you know, like a very lifestyle esque. So we'll, we'll pick a scene or a house um, and we'll go shoot there. And if I'm not shooting, then that means I'm retouching. So I'll either go into the office 
I feel like I'm most productive there. Um, but sometimes depending on, you know, if I'm okay, like I'll, I'll, I'll stay at home and I'll retouch there. I have two dogs. So sometimes it gets very distracting. <laughs> what kind of dogs do you have? I have a miniature pincher and a miniature schnauzer. Oh, cute. I have corgi mixed chihuahuas. <laughs> oh, I bet they're so cute. Yes. <laughs> they have short legs, but um, oh. they, they, they just look funny. Like they're small, because they're chihuahua, <laughs> but they're also fat uh-huh. because they're corgi. <laughs> yeah 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 so that's really cool that um your day day to day it, it in a way on the surface of it it sounds structured almost um but there's still you mm-hmm. know that's flexibility in between because you are doing creative work so there's never really like you cannot really pinpoint like today I'm going to make these edits and make sure they get done mm-hmm. sometimes like you know in the editing process for me too in graphic design sometimes I I devote that day for editing but then really like when I sit down and edit it doesn't turn out the way I want it to and then I have to like push it to yeah. the next day something of that sort yeah yeah I mean things come up like that's just as creatives like we're we're problem solvers basically yeah, like that's really. what we do and usually I mean I, I just go into it I'm like you know it's gonna just be what it what it is and I try not to fight it I just like you know if it's if the image is going this way then that's kind of where I'm gonna go that's really cool <laughs> and I've never worked in like a um like a creative agency I'm trying to think back on like making sure that I'm not lying here but I don't think I've worked in I've worked in a creative agency in that setting so that's really cool mm-hmm. and I think that's something that audi- like our audience would need to understand too it's like there is a difference between freelance life and that corporate lifestyle where you are getting paid like a salary to do x y and z to make sure that all these things get done and you're working as part of a team um yeah and do you like I'm pretty sure money is part of it, but do you like probably enjoy this style more or did you, or would you ever like just do freelance again? Do you think? Um, I might do freelance. I think, um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of, of jumping into it slightly right now mm-hmm. just because, um, a lot of, we, we have a few that are kind of like a, a few jewelry and, and we work with Atlanta apparel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I still get my little bit of like fashion esque style shoots in here and there, but I it, it is definitely something that I just crave creatively. I'm like I I need to have a shoot for myself. Um, I'm like and if I can make a little money on it, why not? Yeah, um, absolutely. So like I I don't I I definitely love the structure of of working for a company, especially a company like Imagine. It's almost like they take care of all of the the stuff that I'm not good at, which is yeah. running a business. <laughs> yeah. And and I get to just do the part that I love, which is shooting and, you know, working with models. Yeah. I, and, and retouching and all that. Yes. 100%. I do agree. I do. Um, when I do think about this kind of stuff, when I'm talking to other students about that creative, like lifestyle, because I did jump, like, just like how you did, I jumped from doing freelance design. I did it for about, um, I do it here and there um, whenever like a, a referral comes back through like, hey, like you designed this for me. Can you like also do my business card or can you also do this? So like since I know them personally, I just go ahead and do it and, and you know, get the pays worth for it. But um, realistically, I don't know if I would ever jump into freelance like as a lifestyle and a career because there are people who do freelance full time. Uh, I do think the corporate lifestyle just to kind of because a lot of people knock that nine to five, like we air quote nine to five. Um, but I, I actually do enjoy the nine to five a lot better um, just because it's more structured for me and it mm-hmm. helps me feel like I'm in control uh, because when I was working freelance, it was kind of like I had to kind of pick around when the client was ready or like whenever I had the chance to do it, then I can do it. But in, in like that corporate style where like I, my focus is just that, that really helps. And of course we have like multiple clients at a time. So like, that's 
that's part of the job. <laughs> but it's a lot better planning, just like how you have Mondays for your admin work. My planning and my admin work is actually on Wednesdays. Um, throughout mm-hmm. the week, it's all creative work or it's like um, mm-hmm. touching up with people here and there or like, you know, emails, all of that. But like really Wednesday is my day to do all admin work. Yeah, yeah, no, I can definitely agree and understand. And I, yeah, I think that if anything, like if I were to maybe ever do freelancing, it would have to be like, I would want to find an agency to represent me because I feel like just having someone help you be that structure, that buffer almost like is extremely important. Oh, yeah. And that's really, I think it just, yeah, that's insightful yeah. because I actually do, um, I do, I work in a staffing agency actually. So that we staff for like, we mm, staff for mm-hmm. like more corporate level work. So like different like office admins, all of that. But I do know of a couple of, um, creative agencies who like who is like doing what you're you're asking for which is like being your backup so like oh you need a photography gig we'll help you find one you need Mm -hmm. a marketing gig Mm -hmm. we'll help you find one all of that stuff so I think that's really nice that you brought that up because people have um people have weird skeptical things about agencies (laughs) because I guess they feel like um they're not really there to represent they're just they're just there to get money or something like that but I I really come from the other side I'm like no we we honestly try and I I think it has a lot Mm -hmm. to do with like your personality how do you how do you you know portray yourself and how friendly you are um for us to place Mm -hmm. you somewhere because you are representing us when you go out onto an assignment so (laughs) And so my next question for you, we're kind of like reaching toward the end. So, but I'm, I'm a little bit sad because you have a lot of cool insight that I think a lot of people uh-huh. can learn from you. So, <laughs> well, Thank you. I'm glad I can give that information. <laughs> so a lot of photographers I know want to have um, stable work, but obviously, like as we were just now talking, that's not really easy to get to. What kind of other tips do you have for those like just starting out? Do you suggest them like, for example, to go straight into like looking at all these different agencies and start off or do you really recommend them to start off freelance because I mean me and you started off freelance that seems like the more common story but what do you suggest mm-hmm. um I mean I think freelancing is great and I mean if you have a skill whether it's photography graphic design painting like you can make people are willing to pay for things like that so I think if, if it can give you some kind of money you know do it as much as you can as you know keeping your health as the number one thing but you know don't overexert yourself but I think that if you are a creative and you're looking to have something more stable, uh, it's important to kind of, rem- I feel like a lot of artists, like, you know, you're, if, and especially if you go to school, like you're kind of taught, like you have to find your voice. What's your vision? You know, what's your, what makes you unique from someone else, which obviously is great. And I a hundred percent support it. But if you, if you want to leave the fine art world and go more into commercial and corporate, you have to be okay with, letting go of that oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because you you are 100 percent into like you it's no longer your vision you, you're you are getting paid to bring someone else's vision to life I love that obviously for you right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you um but obviously you know put your own spin on it like they came to you or the company but for a reason you if you are the creative that represents them they're coming to you because of that because they love that, you know, you, you have such a crisp, you know, imagery or that it's colorful or that it's bright or that it's moody, your, your style can still shine through. Um, so, so, you know, give, give, give a little bit of that. Um, you always have something to give, like in creativity, like I feel it's hard to like not have yourself in it in some way. So always know, like you, you do bring something to the table, but the most important thing is you're trying to bring what they have in their mind to life, not necessarily what, you know, you might, 
and and there's sometimes where you know you're like oh I, I really don't like shooting like that but you know what that they love that so you you kind of have to find the joy which for me the joy is when when um, the client or or the other person is like oh my god like I love that that's amazing it's even better than I than I thought it would be like to me that gives me that satisfaction although it's like you know if I'm shooting you know a quesadilla like it's not like I'm like oh my god I'm gonna go hang this on my wall in my, in my house but but it makes them happy and it gives them sales and people are loving it on Instagram so in the end like I did what I was supposed to do and I get that satisfaction that you know people are enjoying it yeah that's really good um tips there because um I think we recorded one episode about that too I don't know if it's been released just yet um but we talked about um, working for a more corporate lifestyle, you do have to prepare. And I hate to say it, like just the terms that you just said about losing your voice. It's not exactly losing your voice. It's just, um, like you said, you're, you're putting someone else's vision to life. And I think a lot of um, artists that I know and other students who have talked to me about it, that's their biggest concern. They're like, well, if I work for, um, like a corporate, like whatever for my craft or my art, then I no longer get to, you know, be, creative or expressive I'm kind of doing it based off of like what they want just with my skill Mm -hmm. and I think like in part yes Mm -hmm. 50% that is true um but it's kind of like it's like what do you want you can't have both you know (laughs) I don't know what is a better way (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean it's definitely hard and it's a give and take kind of situation sometimes you feel like you're you're giving more than what you're receiving but I mean kind of just going back to what I said in the beginning like depending on where you are in your life like for me, I I knew I'm like I I have to be able to to help provide for my home and and be a responsible adult and yeah like I don't like the starving artist lifestyle gets old really 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 fast and really? I was you know I you want to be able to plan for your life um, and for me that was that that took a little bit more priority over over my personal style but that's the thing it's like in in the end I saw that I'm like it doesn't mean I have to lose it it just means I have to be more creative like it, mm-hmm. it, it presented just a, a, another challenge in life which I'm like you know what like this can still be work and I can still feel fulfillment from it and I found the fulfillment from you know enjoying the reaction of the people receiving the images um but then I was like but now I have to do something for myself so I like to plan like a few photo shoots for myself sometimes I don't have the time or energy to do them but like I, I try to keep a folder on my phone um, where I, I collect images. And then when I'm like, oh, you know what, this month is actually a little bit freer. So I start, you know, I contact the modeling agencies, I look for a makeup artist and stylist, and I have my own shoot just for me. I'm like, and that satisfies a lot, you know, of like that creativity that if I feel like, you know what, I, I, I haven't felt like I've been shooting something that really represents me and my style and, and my creative vision. So I'm going to just do it on my own. And I feel even more prepared to do it now because financially I feel safe and I can now invest in my craft even more. So for me, it it actually is almost better. Yeah, that's really great. And I think that's so important just because um, just me saying it, because I understand exactly how you like whatever you're saying right now that clicks in my head. That's like, yeah, that's totally me. That makes sense for me because I've already been through that. Um, and so mm-hmm. for other people that I'm teaching it to, or like when they're listening to the podcast and the feedback is like, well, well, you're saying that because you're privileged enough to be stable or you have this, so you're stable, all of this. And it's kind of like, no, like it, it's a process to get there. And I really think that's so important that you're saying that because it's like, 
like what I'm saying has proof. Like someone else has experienced the exact same thing that I'm feeling and everything that I went through. We we did the odd jobs. You did the janitor job. I did like um I did some crazy stuff. Like I did work at a print shop too, where it was like I think it was like ten bucks an hour, and I was driving from yeah. <laughs> um the airport area. That's where I am. I drove from the airport area oh. all the way up to Marietta every freaking day. And it was just oh kind of gosh. like, you know, for $10 an hour and it wasn't, and it wasn't even like that great. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's those situations that, you know, like if, if I didn't go through that and I, you know, then maybe I found a company like Imagine, I think I would still be in a state of mind where I was like, well, they don't want my creative vision. So why would I go there? Yeah. That's so But in the end, I'm like, that. yeah, I'm like, but it's such a great opportunity that I'm like, I'm glad that I went through you know not so great situations yeah but you know it it made me kind of appreciate all these other things you know kind of like the do you see it half full or half empty kind of thing yeah yeah it's all about like mentality and perspective so I I think that's so important I have personal friends too like very close friends who are in creative fields who feel like well I can't do anything with my craft or like I like I have a couple of photographer friends too who feel like well I I, there's nothing that I can do I'm like there's plenty of things that you can do it's just you have to be hungry (laughs) enough and you also have to put down your pride I get that your craft is important to you like my craft is important to me too but then sometimes um I I might like something the, as the color red, but if they want it blue and their brand is blue, why would I do it in red? You know, it just saves me trouble exactly. just to say yeah. like, okay, here, take it as is. So, um, the next one too is so at Imagine Media, you uh, your title is lead photographer, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So so are you kind of like when it's when it's lead photographer, are you kind of like, do you have someone above you or? Um, yeah, I, um, we have a creative manager. Okay. And she basically deals with um, all of the like client communication. Like when I first started at Imagine, um, I mean, we are a social media marketing agency. So that that's, you know, bread and butter. But um, as I've been there for three years, we now have um, partners that come to us just for our creative. Um, because when I started, I was, I was, tech, I was the entire creative department. Just me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like now that we have cl- um, clients that come to us just for creative, she is basically that um, middle person of like, sh- um, that's who they have meetings with. They, they express to her the vision. She takes care of all the logistics and, you know, sets expectations, which again, it's like, great. It's like, I, I get to just be the creative person and she handles all of the busy work <laughs> that gives yeah, yeah, me yeah. headaches no, that sense. and anxiety. That's so, um, um, so at Imagine Media, do you just do photography and like the, the scopes of photography? So like you edit, um, do you like interact with the client at all? Yes. Um, although I'm just basically creative, like I, I'm always the one on shoots. So that means that um, the client is sometimes there. So for me, like learning these people's skills and, and learning how to speak and, and everything will not speak, but like, you know, how do you talk to a client? Yeah. Um, is was something that I kind of had to to learn a little bit more um, for me like networking and, and talking to people that I that I don't know very well like that that's not something that I think I'm very strong in but it's mm-hmm. something that I had to just you know I'm like I'm like I have to keep I have to stop telling myself that I'm not good at it and just do it oh, so, yeah, that's so um, <laughs> yeah like you know just talking to them making them feel comfortable there's sometimes on shoots where they will just throw something random or they're like, you know what? I don't think I want that. I want this. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, for that, we need like a three light setup and we need a model and we need these props. I'm like, but I, you know, I'm still smiling and I'm like, yep, you know what? We can get it. 
And then I go talk to the stylist. I'm like, so this happened. We need to do it in five minutes. <laughs> Let, let's figure that out. Um, and then we, we always do it. You know, you have to make the client always feel comfortable. Um, that's so good. That's, that's, um, and I think that's just like good insight from the industry because I know a lot of creatives who are a little bit more pickier. So if it's like, if the lighting isn't right, they'll do everything, potentially even spend all this money just to get that one lighting right for that one photo. Mm -hmm, so it's kind mm -hmm. of like, like, is that what you guys deal with on a daily? Like if, if the client just requests that change, you just have to make shift with what you have or like, do you um, guys have a budget that you go out and kind of like you know, work. With yeah. It. Oh, well, depending on what it is, um, we may have to say like, we may have to reschedule or let's do part of the shoot now. And then that kind of concept we can do at a later date. But for the most part, because uh, like every day is basically completely booked. Um, like we, I, I don't like, we don't have sometimes too much time or, or availability to be like, you know, splitting photo shoots to separate days or things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so for like, that's kind of where I guess my expertise comes in since I've been doing photography for so long, I just, you know, they'll be like, you know what, we really want blue skies and you know what, it, it's, you know, thunderstorming outside. I'm like, mm -hmm. so I'm like, you know what, I have a light blue seamless and I, for a shoot before I had to figure out how to make shadows for a jewelry shoot. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know what, I know how to fake the sun in a studio setting. So let's just do it. And they loved it. <laughs> And they never knew. They never knew that that was an issue. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Like, I, I think that's just, oh, like, I, because I don't do photography myself. I, I mean, like, I have a camera and I shoot this and that. Like, sometimes for the creative folks, when we need, like, something done, I could shoot mm -hmm. something, like, really quick. But, like, mm -hmm. to makeshift, like, how you just did it, I don't think I could. But I think that's, like, <laughs> really good insight, again, because a lot of, a lot of creative people and some of my photographers, photographer friends really think like well if it's not perfect I can't do it well and you know mm -hmm. in the, this business lifestyle you cannot just like reschedule willy-nilly yeah. like you can't just do that you like if it if it isn't done <laughs> by that day you can't move forward with your next one or like they might mm -hmm. cancel on you or you lose a client lose a contact I don't know you know it's all the stuff combined <laughs> yeah I mean you like like just being open to like not seeing it, not seeing situations as a problem, but seeing them as like, these are just challenges. These are just hurdles that I have to figure out. How do I jump over it? Do I jump to the side? Do I jump up, down? You know, there, there's, there's always a solution. And even if there's not, you know, some, you have to be okay with, you know what, like you did the best that you could. And, and that is the best that kind of came out of it. Like, you know, you're, you're only you, you're only human. And, and you have to be okay with, you know, what, what you're capable of is with the resources that you have. Yeah, and I think that's so good. And so for you doing like photography there as a lead photographer, do you have to wear other hats too, like outside of like the photography space? Um, like sometimes when you go to shoots, do you end up just being like the creative like director there instead of doing like the photography work or how does that work for you? Um, yeah, I, I think Imagine is definitely moving into more of where they, they really want me to just focus on photography and retouching. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like they see that, like, that's really where my strengths are. And mm -hmm. since we're getting a lot of creative partners, like they, they know, like, you know, like Freddie needs to focus on this because he's just, he's, he can be good at, and, you know, good representation. But definitely when I started, I, I was doing a lot more. And every now and then with our videographer, like I love directing, which I didn't know that before, but like mm -hmm. just, you know, have working with models in the past, like sometimes she'll come to me and say, like, Hey Freddie, like we, ha I have to shoot this, and this and they want this kind of style and interactions like but I'm not sure how to tell them what to do 
So then I just go there and I'm like, Hey, like, you know, do this, do that. And, um, I just love helping out. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about film, but sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just throw my two cents in there. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, what if you just do like a shallow depth of field here and then you kind of pan there and, you know, sometimes she takes it, sometimes she doesn't, but like having, like being able to just jump into different creative things. Like I, I really do enjoy, and I'm glad that I get to do it there. And then same thing with, um, Emily, who's our stylist, she's also in charge of basically pulling inspiration and, and coming up with the shot list that we follow during a photo shoot. But like in any kind of situation, sometimes people get stuck and, you know, they have a hard time finding situations. And I'm like, I don't know that I'm the best researcher, but I'm like, sometimes I'll just go through my feed, like I'll save images randomly. And then I'm like, oh, look, look at this image. I'm like, you know, not that we have to do that exact thing, but like maybe that'll spark like an idea on her end. So like Mm -hmm. for me, that's like, you know, that's kind of how creatives can help other creatives. Like you don't have to help just photographer if you're only a photographer, like you can help Mm -hmm. other people um, just from your point of view and your experiences, your perspective. So I do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's really good because um, that's something I'm actually going through with my team here at the creative folks is that um, I'm trying to get them all accommodated to um, even though you work in like branding or you work in marketing or you work in like our product, we have a production team who does like our merchandise and all of our designs and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. even though we all have different departments. Um, but I would like them to all be involved in some ways, not necessarily putting their hands in the cookie jar, but more of like, mm-hmm. okay, here is what production just came out of. What, like, what do you guys think of it? You know, just being mm-hmm. involved in that creative process, because I think at the end of the day, like we all do our own job, but then we're a team too. So yeah, without, yeah. without team input, it doesn't work out as well. And then say production releases that t-shirt, but branding and marketing don't know about it. Like then how off brand do we look <laughs> and how unorganized yeah. we look? <laughs> Yeah. And so for your, um, this is kind of like my last question too. So for like your, your clients here or there at Imagine Media, do you guys, um, are the clients generally, even though you said earlier, they were a variety, a variety, but are they generally the same in terms of like when you're taking photos or do you have like, or it varies as long as the client varies? Um, creatively, they definitely vary. Um, we have, um, for example, we have, uh, one and, and also like, I say partner because I'd imagine we call them partners because we, we want them to feel more like this is a partnership. Like you're, you're not just paying us. Like we're kind of like, we're invested in this just as much as you are. Cause for me, like if I, like, I love knowing like, like, why is this important to you? Why did you start the company? You know, why are these images important? Cause again, like if I don't have, cause for me, like if I shoot that, I'm like, I don't love, you know, shooting diamonds necessarily. They're pretty, but like, that's not my passion. But like, if I understand why you're passionate about it, then I can under, then, then kind of that's where it comes from. But one of our jewelry clients is um, unique based out of LA and they're very like edgy. And when we started with them, like they're very moody and like um, shadows and this and that, and, and a little bit more on the fashion side. And then we have another one who um, their name, I forget, but basically they, um, (laughs) sorry, I just remember, I'm like, I don't know if I can, but no worries, um, no worries. (laughs) we have another um, jewelry client that their style is like complete opposite. It's very light and airy um, and almost ethereal feeling. And I have to adjust. And there's been times where I shoot that in the morning, shoot one in the morning and shoot one in the afternoon. And I have to, in my mind, like shift styles on how I shoot and how I pose the models. Yeah. That's I mean, that's just good to know because um, 
it's it works the same for me too if I were to do graphic design because sometimes within a week when I did graphic design uh freelancing for like uh like as a part-time where like I was constantly trying to get clients or constantly trying to get people to purchase or anything like that I in the week sometimes I'm working on like one time it was like for a sex therapist like I was working on graphics (laughs) for him and the next Uh day I was working on like um something for like a cupcake business it was just really weird and bizarre (laughs) but um in a way fun Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely fun. I mean, and again, that's just something that attracted me to imagine in the first place, like that, you know, one day I'm shooting high end jewelry that I, I've shot diamonds that are over $60,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that, don't I go to pretty people, please don't come for him. <laughs> I don't have those diamonds. They stayed where they are. Um, but um, I go from that to shooting, you know, sunglasses for babies. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that just like already <laughs> the, the the type of thing that I shoot is so different. And then, you know, I go to like shooting flat lace and then working with models. And then sometimes I get to shoot dogs and then sometimes footwear. Like it's just like it's everywhere. And I just have to like I see it as like a fun challenge. I'm like, show me what you have and then show me what you're going for. And then I will get you there. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of um, photographers, too, I think they actually so what they want from what I'm seeing here or what I'm articulating, they want what you're doing. So they want, I want clients who do a variety of things so that I want clients that do footwear. I want clients who do jewelry and some, you know, some are specific obviously, Mm -hmm. but then some want that variety, but I think Mm -hmm. they're either, either one, they're afraid of going through that process or two, they just don't know how to go through that process that you're going through to get where you are. So this conversation Mm -hmm. was very helpful, even for me, not being a photographer. So if I thought it was helpful, I'm pretty sure other photographers will think it's helpful. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, so that's it for me. Did you want to promote anything? This is like your free 30 seconds to promote yourself. Oh, <laughs> um, I guess. <laughs> um, well, I mean, if you guys like want to know more, like at, um, you can follow at Imagine Media Consulting on Instagram. Um, we always show, we like we just started now doing a lot more of like behind the scenes. So you actually get to see okay. like, our little like we take a photo or a video of like what the setup is and then you see the final image and what it was used for um so I think that that's like you can get a lot of like you know wow like you know like that looks so great and then you kind of see our little setup and you're like oh like I I don't know it it makes it feel more achievable yeah um because you know I feel like it it can be scary but at the same time I'm like you you don't lose anything by trying if anything I think you just gain like even if you don't get the job or you don't get the call back like don't don't worry I'm like no one can take away that work ethic and and the fact that you actually went out and did it and and in the end you'd still learn how to execute it so you you still gain something absolutely and I think that's so important that you didn't lose anything when you get a rejection letter um, because I work in staffing right now so like when mm-hmm. we send out rejection letters we're we're just as you know heartbroken or we're just as understanding of how that feels because we all mm-hmm. been in that position where we got a rejection letter yeah. um it's not fun to do but it's not it's not rejection I don't think it to to name it rejection letter it's not really I think there's a lot to gain from it so you saying that is really good um yeah but do you also have an Instagram by the way so oh yeah people- sorry myself <laughs> yes um I am at Frederick Cisneros on Instagram and that's f-r-e-d-e-r-i-c and then c-i-s-n-e-r-o-s Cool. And my little pictures, just like blue and purple colorfulness. Cool. And what's on your Instagram? Do you promote like your photography or is it more of like your personal, like you, your day-to-day type of thing? On my personal Instagram, which is that handle that I just said, um, it's more of like my, 
like my work, I guess. And then anytime that I have a shoot for Imagine that is very close, like, or that I just like love, I'll, I'll post on it too. Like most recently, there have been a few where I feel like I've just been really busy and I haven't really had time to like really look at the work that I've been accomplishing. But I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, this is actually really good. I'm like, I should probably post this. So um, there's a few things there that I did for a, a few um, people like Brown & Co. Um, and um, some fitness apps. But then there's a sprinkle of like my work that I did that I really want to try and revamp a little bit more. I'm like, I, I need to to do these photo shoots for myself. So hopefully you'll see a lot more of my personal work on there. Yeah, that would be great. And I guess this is a good final question because it's kind of art and then Atlanta included, so we can close it out cleanly. Mm -hmm. So do you plan on keeping your work and just staying in this field of work here in Atlanta? Or do you plan on like expanding? Like, do you have any goals that pushed you to expanding out of Atlanta? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely want to do a little bit more in Atlanta. I want to um, branch out and, and, and be more in a circle of like meeting other um, great photographers here um, and maybe even collaborating a little bit. But outside of that, um, I really, I'm thinking maybe in the next four to five years, I might move to Mexico City okay. and and try to kind of like break into the fashion photography world there. Um, the fashion world there is just kind of starting out. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like it, it's a good time for someone new to kind of just like, kind of, hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, well, look at you. Like you're you're trying to expand to another country, basically. Going <laughs> yes. to a new place outside of the U.S. That's really cool. Um, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. Um, I, I think a lot of people will learn a lot from you. And I hope to actually welcome you back next time so that we can kind of dive a little bit more. Um, less about work, more about personal and like photography, too, because, of course, we still have to keep it creative. But, you know, mm -hmm. your personal creative <laughs> life and all of that. And maybe the next time we talk, you, you're already making moves to get to Mexico City. <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully yeah. <laughs> thank Alrighty. you so much for having me i had a lot of yeah, fun thank you yeah hope to talk to you soon what's up y'all tammy here how did you guys enjoy today's episode was it good bad let us know let's talk at the creativefolks.org is where you can email us to let us know about your opinions of today's show um we would really appreciate it if you had any guests you can send them on over we would love to interview them talk about their creative journey either as an art student a creative entrepreneur or anything else in between see you in the next episode let's hustle <laughs>